1: Come, 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 come get
0: the... What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me today is Greg Miller. Mike is my co pilot. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Samuel Claiborne. Woo! Uh We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about uh, what we hope happens to gaming in the not too distant future. We're going to talk about the games for gaming, but first. An historic event took place last weekend in a desert in New Mexico. I'm
2: going to go ahead and stop you and say that. Thank you for pronouncing that correctly. Historic, yeah. historic, Un- unhistoric, and historic, and
0: historic. An historic. An historic. An historic. It's not a historic, right? Oh, okay, okay. An historic event. Gotcha. Took place in the desert of New or Mexico. Or did it? Well, <laughs> are we doing? we the truth hats. <laughs> hold on, hold on. First of all, Sam, explain to us what happened last weekend.
3: So last weekend, uh. uh, uh there, there's this, been this controversy for you know the last couple of decades about uh, a very well-documented burial of a bunch of Atari games in the desert. And then a, a couple of people at Atari that have said, that didn't happen. And uh, to make sure that it absolutely happened, it took a film crew and a couple hundred people showing up last weekend just for fun to dig up these games. And they found them.
2: It was part of a documentary, right? Yeah, it's
3: part of a documentary for Xbox. Actually, it's going to be only on Xbox. Uh, you can only watch yeah. it on your Xbox. But, and it has, like, Zach Penn involved, who wrote Avengers and uh, X-Men 2. Yeah. Um, and he's directing it. So this film crew went there. Fran, Mirabella III, <laughs> Amy Kyle, they all went down there. And uh, they saw these uh, games get pulled out of the dirt. And, and, like, everybody's talking about the E.T. game that got buried there because it's right. a terrible game. So this is but there's tons of other games that got pulled up. The story
0: is that in 1983 there was the first big video game crash. I guess they the printed only, I guess up the only one.
2: They printed up more ET cards than the number of 20 Atari 2600s. Well, that, that was for
0: Pac-Man. But yeah. Oh, excuse me, Pac-Man yeah. cards. But also and, both those games, ET and Pac-Man, were notoriously terrible yeah. for the for for the, the system for Atari 2600. And they, they the market were expensive, was flooded. Too. Yeah, and the market was flooded with expensive, terrible games. People got wise. They stopped buying yeah. them. Atari almost went out of business. Yeah, and then they supposedly
2: buried millions and millions of yeah. carts. and people. People thought video
0: games were over.
2: The only reason there's been conspiracy theories about it is just because this thing happened and there was like a story in the New York Times, but then no one
3: knew. Like that was it. Yeah, you would like, think like why didn't people just go there and dig up the games? And sure. well, it turns out they were buried very deep in the ground, <laughs> and they were crushed and cemented over partially. Yeah. Although this stash that they actually found, like they dug into, there's no cement there. Mm-hmm. There was smelly garbage mm-hmm. and a lot of it. Yeah, well, And it stunk there. <laughs> and there was like a sandstorm. Yeah, and like <laughs> conditions it's, it's, were really crazy. And an archaeologist on the site got um, methane poisoning. Jeez, I uh, didn't that because you know trash that's compacting yeah. over the years, it gets very hot. And it decomposes, Ugh. and it That's makes why you a put the method. you Yeah, exactly. You put it those pipes the in, there, in the ground to get out. the methane out. You yeah. probably light that on fire at yes. some points with the belches of it.
4: I heard during the sandstorm, though, Fran Mirabella stripped mm-hmm. down to his underwear to exfoliate. <laughs> I
3: uh, there's a picture of him, like, covering <laughs> in the sand, though, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, which is funny. Yeah, he was wearing capris. Um, but but they, a woman got sick on site. Yeah. Like uh, there was very dangerous there. And, I mean, um, it's a
2: dump. It's a garbage dump. Yeah,
3: yeah. It, 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 I mean, it was so obviously unfakeable too. I mean, it's it's moon landing levels of unfakeable. Well, that's
2: the conspiracy theory. Yeah, is the that they had this film crew yeah. there? They sent out all these members of the press,
0: and they're like, "Look, it's ET." And we're E.T. talking about like
3: ten people that think that. I'm just, I just
0: think sure. it's funny. Do you know that, that someone? joining us right number now
3: number 11
4: <laughs> not for a goddamn second do i believe this you seem to i haven't done much research my problem with <laughs> <No>. it, my <laughs> was problem with it right in the absence like, of all facts. With the whole thing of like come here and maybe we'll uncover well clearly you're gonna uncover it why are you inviting everyone there and then they bring out one like sad bucket and they're like oh
2: look what we got everybody no it's but like, didn't they do didn't on live television they open like al capone's like yeah. bank vault and then it turned it's out to be map. empty yeah
4: so I mean, clearly they had found this already. They knew this was there. Why do you think it's such a big deal about it? Like, they
3: actually hadn't hit Atari cartridges.
4: Bullshit. They did not hit. A, they did not hit Atari cartridges. Here, here's the thing. Within the thirty minute window of all the let, journalists let showing let me, up, let
3: me just just clear something up for you. This is so well documented that they put the latitude and longitude of the dig exactly where they were going in on T-shirts. Everybody knew where this stuff was. Nobody got permission to do it. Mm. So it's not like it was really a myth ever. A couple people at Atari said that that, that doesn't sound right because there's an El Paso factory that was emptied out. They did have to take it to the landfill. A guy on hand worked at the factory. Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah, we did this. Like, this is where they're buried. <laughs> so there there was in a spot. They, they picked the spot correctly. I think the only thing that, that would have been suspect about this is if, like, you know, I don't even know what would have been suspect about it. It's just It was like they knew exactly where they were buried and they unburied them. They got permission first. Mm. Did you know before they unburied the site that uh, a piece of an Atari uh, controller was, like, just found, like, when they were walking out out to unbroken broken ground? Oh, that's cool. Hmm. So yeah. there's tons of just Atari crap there. Yeah.
2: yeah. But they also, that might have just been, like, a crazy coincidence, too.
3: It could have been. <laughs> it is a
2: garbage dump. Dun, or dun.
3: maybe they dug it up the month before. That's what happened. Yeah, that's
2: what it was. They yeah, didn't
3: Go out there. So you just think? Saying. What
2: you? To be clear, you don't think that there's no Atari carts buried. No, what think, you think happened is that they'd already dug them up and I think and they, they, had done, out they, there. they
4: had gone out there. Yes, and disgu- figured sure. it all out. Had but a couldn't nice. Couldn't they seat. just found where, where the PR they were buried it buried
3: exactly and then did it right?
0: Yes. What's it a PR? A PR for who? The film. for this documentary yeah. that
4: we're all talking about suddenly that we want to download on Xbox <laughs> this fall. <laughs> it is I. I'm not
2: coming around on this, but I will say it's a little bit. You call out all these members of the press and spend all this money in the absence of knowing if the stuff's down yes. there. Like you, you just you said think,
0: like they opened Al Capone's vault and there was nothing in there. Like You don't know. Yeah, and that I'm was fine a, with yeah, them. Yeah, they divine. did the whole like, is it gonna
4: be there or not? We don't know. They did open Al, gonna Al Capone's be there. vault <laughs> and
0: it was empty, and then it was a
2: disaster that people still talk about like 20 years later. Like, I thought
0: it was to find out whether or not it was true. You know, there's this there's legend. These cartridges are buried here. Mm-hmm. Let's go find out if it's true. Sure. It may or it may not be true, but they found out it was. Like, yeah. It would have been okay if they weren't there and then they would be like... I, my hunch is that they
2: probably verified that they were there and then made a big event out of it.
0: Is that really that bad though?
2: Is
1: that, no, no, it's not it's bad, bad at all. Okay. It's but just the PR it it's a PR the stuff. I they verified the event
3: by digging 40 feet into the ground. Mm. But they did take core samples the day before. Well, core samples? Yeah, core well, they, samples.
4: You know, you shoot down you, you come up with like the... like. So did they find a like a layer of Atari so cards in the core sample? they did they
3: did the best thing they could without taking a giant... Tool out there and digging it up. Sure, they did the. They, they essentially went about it the right way. They had right. several archaeologists on hand. They figured out exactly the best case scenario dig place, and they dug there. And it seems pretty likely they'd find the thing that they knew was buried there. Sure, mm-hmm. I don't think there needs to be a cons- conspiracy around this. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. The conspiracy, <laughs> yeah, to, to help you again is that the games look freaking amazing yeah that's weird they are like shiny oh, and yeah. amazing looking yeah and yeah, then and, and then we, hey look what we yeah. found in this bucket yeah. guys. we have uh <laughs> is this fran's footage yeah he fran filmed all this footage and like we went and did like a little like personal rewind theater which we should do on it because yeah. you can see like thousands of games and so many different titles defender you can see tons of defender cards mm-hmm. you can see et a lot of that you can see break breakout i don't know there's just a bunch of games down there it's really, really cool, and they're like they're they're in their shipping containers, which are uh, you know like you stack up a bunch of games yeah. in like a cardboard box, and like all those are smashed, so you like see like the side-on view of just like a ton of like the same game. It's so cool. That's cool. You see all the catalogs from the time. You guys remember the catalogs, yeah. the Atari catalogs. Mm-hmm. That you see a bunch sure. of in the dump, and but yeah. Well, Naomi and Fran said it was like gross and dangerous and weird. So like I think <laughs> it'd be strange to invite people out there in the first place, but they did it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, they were buried there because of the video game crash in 1983. They couldn't sell these. They just couldn't sell the games anymore. Or so that they, or that they had to pull out of that factory specifically mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. Probably. And that leads us to our first uh, question here from one of our viewers, Javier. And he says, if you read this on the show, I go by Javier, not Charles.
3: And Javier.
0: Now, there's no... Charles is not written anywhere on this page. That's well, now like we're being only like, going to call him Charles. Hi, my yeah. name's Damon. I actually go by Damon, not Jonathan. Can I call you just Jonathan? So you
3: know, no.
0: Anyway, he says... I'm aware you guys have touched on this topic before, but it deserves more dialogue. Mm. It's no secret that the industry, the video game industry, Mm. is going through a drastic transition period and restructuring. What did you say? The biz. (laughs) 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 Shoestring budget indie games are on the rise, and big titles have many studios hiring a team, making the game, and then laying off said team. Rinse and repeat for next game. Could this be considered heading towards a crash of a different kind? Not one as a result of oversaturation, but of an industry that is changing too rapidly to keep its rhythm going. This won't destroy gaming, but probably change it completely as we know it, and maybe produce a gaming drought for a period. What do you think?
3: Well, shovelware caused the last crash. Tons of it. Right. So much of it that, you know, there was, there was uh, Quaker Oats was making games, Purina had chased the chuck wagon, and these games had were, were, uh, made it into bargain bins that were like 10 cents at the time. Like, there were so many games made, so many not sold that, like, they just couldn't get rid of these games. And people were just like, these games kind of suck anyway, and they just stopped playing them. Now, it's very different because we have, we've had shovelware for 30 years since then. Plenty of it. We shovelware is, like, the most amazing thing ever. I'm, I love it. I'm like, uh, it's my favorite thing. You're
0: I'm, fiending for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it. What, what do you tomorrow? got for me, THQ? Health like so, <laughs> bullying. And- yeah. So that
3: happens... Uh, parallel to a great industry which makes indie games and blockbuster games. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it's kind of similar to the arcade industry, which the home consoles died out, mm-hmm. but in the arcades, for the next couple of years, people were like, oh, the game, game industry crashed. Well, actually, 1985, 1986, there's actually some pretty amazing arcade games like Golden Axe mm-hmm. and Afterburner and stuff like that in those years. That people like because they were high end, great quality game experiences. And then also PC gaming was huge then. So there's no, we can have a crash of a shovelware market. I I hope there's a crash in iPhones. That's the thing,
0: that's the shovelware market now, right? The difference is that there's no physical. Media that they have to just—they yeah, no, have to get it doesn't it up, cost right?
3: them anything to make the game. That's the yeah. thing. Th- there's there's no there's no risk, right? Right. It's all reward. So even if, if that went away, which I I, I kind of wish it did, then we'd still have incredible indie developers and blockbuster games. Mm. I mean, I think things are
2: changing. Uh, you know, there's going to be less AAA games. There's we've already talked on GameScoop a lot of times about how the middle's falling out. I don't think we're ever like the video game industry is way too broad now for yeah. it to ever, you know, get smaller to any significant degree. Um, it's hard on people's jobs. We've talked about that on GameScoop before too how this boom and bust cycle of st- staffing up, staffing up, then you lay them off when the project's over is harmful to this business. And so maybe games should be structured a little bit more like movies where people can be mercenaries and go from project to project. Well, Yeah, so. I
4: mean, the big thing, right, for me, the concern that he raises, I don't, I don't see a crash coming where it all falls apart out of the blue. For me, he was talking about, you know, a drought, right? That is a more real threat for me because if I was a Does kid. Do
3: own a GameCube? <laughs> <laughs>
4: you
3: if you own I, a Wii U right yeah. now? If
4: I was a kid <laughs> well, on the outside and I was thinking right about now. becoming a game developer, <laughs> the cycle would be a turnoff to me. I can either go and do this thing where I work on God of War and then get laid off and try to find another job and get laid off and find it, or I can go be an indie developer and barely be making it most of the time. Yeah, most shoot. game developers barely. I saw make Tim it.
3: Schafer post on Twitter the other day, like I he just did the calculation of how much how many years it takes to make a game. Yeah, he's like I have like eight more games. Oh, me.
0: right, that's well, depressing. Yeah. That, I mean that sounds like a lot of games. Has he made eight games now up to this yeah. point? Like
3: yeah. But, I mean, I, seems
0: seems scary. Scary. I, I
4: think about that, but with dogs.
3: Well, think about that with articles. I wrote eight articles.
0: <laughs> I about. get three, three more
3: dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Done. I mean, that, that yeah, would be the dogs, concern for me exactly. is people being tentative about coming into the industry as to what it is. And bringing up the movies, I think, is a good example of the fact that what the movie industry has, what that video games doesn't, is a union, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Like, there is a network there. Here you come and you get laid off and you are... Out on your own. I yeah. hope you've saved your money and you know what you're doing. There's no one helping you try to find a job.
2: You IGN's coming yourself. out now as pro-union. That's the stance. Colin Moriarty busts through the window. He's
0: just like off. This <laughs> union IGN sense is, went off. IGN but has your back, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's just—he's
4: on vacation. A tingle just like went up his spine. <laughs> There's a strange disturbance. But no, I'm not saying that's what we need. But that's like the one thing that makes this job again very awkward. Sure. Awkward? Mm-hmm. Oh, so. In terms of jump. Hey, I want to go be a video game developer. That. Gotcha. I hope that. I get on at a first party. Stu- yeah, not my job. Well,
0: you said I just job. get to talk it. about everybody closing. Yeah.
3: Um. I hear there's some openings at Naughty Dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a crash. I don't really see. What I wonder is, you know, we talked a lot recently. the the, the business now is lots and lots of indie games and then a few key tentpole AAA games yeah. that come out during the year. I just wonder, how long is that sustainable? Or is that is that just the new model? People like, have
3: to stop buying forever. games for them to stop being made. Yeah. So like, if people are gonna stop, if there's gonna be a drought, it would mean that like there's, People are just like, I'm sick of these games. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think there's enough not, innovation love now where it more, make more sense money anymore. is being
2: spent on games than yeah. ever before. I can see people
3: getting sick of Madden and Call of Duty though. Sure, sure. sure. Like, but then but, the, but then there's a stuff. They're not else. quite sick of Assassin's Creed yet, you know? Yeah. Like there's just there's stuff. We're getting two like this, this of year, so yeah. we'll see. But you know, we'll that's, that's, how that's how it is, right? I mean, I think series can can die out.
2: Sure. We do. There are fewer bigger, big, big AAA games, just straight up. There's a smaller number of them, mm-hmm. you know, every year than there was the year
0: before. But there you think
2: were, so? Yeah, I, I think so. Totally. Oh, man,
0: think about AAA. Like, was there one in in April? I think how, how many AAA PS4 tri- games I are coming out this year? I think there's plenty of expected like. AAA games. They
3: just don't turn out to be AAA games, like mm. like NAC or Titanfall or something like that. Yeah, well, Titanfall. Well, Titanfall's pretty AAA. I don't know if sales are gonna like reflect Titanfall being like the AAA title that you know everybody thought it was gonna be. Sure. Maybe. It was a best-selling game. But are you guys I still playing it?
4: Greg? I would be if I wasn't playing Mario Golf. Yeah,
3: Mario Golf is
0: where it's at. Triple-A title. So yeah.
2: we do see, like, we have talked about the middle falling out of the video game industry, but to counter ourselves, like, you see a studio like Ubisoft, I the two games that I'm playing a lot right now besides Elder Scrolls are Trials and Child of Light, which are both mid-tier titles from Ubisoft, and, like, they're not indie. They're too big budget, mm-hmm. you know, to be to be on that small tier, but they're also not... They're not the Assassin's Creed games that a thousand people work on, um, and they're fifteen or twenty bucks, um, and they're awesome. Like that model
0: works for them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we're okay. I think we're safe from another crash like we saw back in nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, I think we're in a great spot from that specific type of crash. Out of time. I, you know, certain when things, everybody gets like,
3: addicted to VR, then games <laughs> are just gonna die. Yeah. like you, it's just gonna be VR porn. That's
4: true. Well, that was the big concern when DC Universe Online came out. VR, VR, <laughs> is that people would only play that for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> and for some of
0: us, it came true. <laughs> <laughs> the big concern. Did you know that your glasses have the Bank of America symbol on them? I <laughs> don't think it's the exact same logo, <laughs> right? isn't it? It's totally the Bank of America symbol. That's pretty close Did to Did you Vancouver, see that at the beginning of the <laughs> so We brought to you by You can't, you can't, you can't
2: even see it though.
0: Oh no, I don't care. Okay. Okay. Let's compare. I think so. Maybe we should hold
2: uh, this up. I don't have my bank on the card card. <laughs> Put your card yeah, in, right? I, I wasn't know. gonna
4: hold it up like an idiot.
2: <laughs> Anyway, it's not the exact yeah, same level. There's a whole Twitter account th- that does nothing but reply to it people that tweet out their credit yeah. card number.
3: Oh, yeah, that's the best. And it's
2: like, you just posted your credit card number on Twitter. You need to cancel your card and get a new one. And it replies yeah, yeah. and says that to people all day long. I just can't believe that's a, it's a, it happens often enough. Like, many times, multiple times like, a day, yeah.
3: People are like, I just got a new credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Look how pretty
2: it is. Yeah, Why sure would they cool. do that? Go and shop you know, and tweet a picture of oh their gosh. card, yeah.
3: Because there's six billion people on this planet. Yeah, and some of them don't know that
2: Well, that's like the famous George Carlin <laughs> joke right It's like think about how dumb the average person is and then realize that half of all people are dumber than that
3: <laughs> <laughs> did you write that <laughs> just kidding because
0: you said it was George Carlin yeah our next uh, email comes from Michael Baker
1: Michael Baker
0: you know, last, last week uh, we celebrated Gamescoop 300 we did it was awesome that was really fun so he says, you know, last week you we talked about the big things that happened in the last eight years of gaming. What would you like to see happen in the next eight years in gaming? Eight years? Yeah. Mm. Why did you choose that? Because Gamescoop has been running for eight years. Oh. So what and are we? And gonna, it's wh- been
3: eight years. Yeah.
0: What are we gonna be you guys talking about? Have an
3: anniversary episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we gonna talk about on
2: Gamescoop 600? In other
0: words. And what was yeah. the biggest change? On the moon. Ga- <laughs> Gamescoop <laughs> yeah. 600. We'd Like to announce now that Gamescoop 600 will take place on the moon you doing zero G here. Yeah, exactly. Or low G. I got it. Yeah. I saw a a graph of how much you'd weigh on different planets. On the moon, Mm -hmm. I'd weigh 28 pounds.
3: Oh. Damn, dude.
0: Svelte. We
3: could just be throwing you around
0: right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like those beach balls at concerts. You'd just be like throwing me around. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Greg, let's start with you. What do you hope comes to pass to video games over the next... Gender equality years
4: we're right there i'm i'm it sucks that gamer girls are still gamer girls and it has to it's like one of the, like you know there's all these social causes we fight on our daily basis as human beings mm-hmm. and then our own microcosm of the video game culture the fact that a girl one of our you know female reporters writes a review, and then they're destroyed in the comments or whatever. How oh, like, do they know anything? They're just a girl. They don't know anything about games. The, the gaming
3: Taliban, I believe Cliffy yeah calls yeah. Them. Is that what he calls
4: them? That's yeah. a good that's one. It's a good that's the people a good that are, that are
3: commenting on this article right
4: now. No, we have good fans. Say, the good, the good oh, people, not, these,
3: not those people.
0: Okay, the all all, the all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. the, the, right? the, the commenter that I've featured at there. the top of them.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's something that's well-documented, right? The yeah, so you're talking
0: about gamers, not like game characters.
4: I'm talking about the gaming culture. Okay. To where it isn't that here's the you know here's the guy in his giant mech suit and here's the girl with half of her body exposed and her tits hanging out like what I, about you know what I mean booth babes the whole deal like at e3 at a show like well e3? I've seen enough hot dudes there too I'd rather sure. see that quotient come up as right. well okay. if you're gonna have, you know you're you're selling your beach game you got the hot dude
2: you got the hot girl that's fine so you, but, I'm with you yeah. on this for the sake of discussion or having to make Gamescoop a talk show you bring up gamer girls <laughs> we are as contractually an example. obligated. Yeah. I a think quotes. I think a lot of gamer girls choose to put themselves out there as gamer girls.
0: That's like the that's persona true. I do see a lot of like female like Twitter uh, handles and they'll say I'm a girl gamer. Yeah. No. Sure. And
4: like, I don't and I'm that's fine. If you want to own it and that's your identity, sure. Okay. I'm not, and I'm not talking about the term gamer girl. I'm talking yeah, about but the, that whole make girl, like, fake nerd, fake,
2: you don't know what you're talking about, blah blah. Sure. Like I bad. do think, yeah, let's not like it's awful the things that people said about Keza, you know, and other people right. that used to work at IGN, like and it's stupid. Like, but there are a lot of women that are like, I'm a girl gamer and you got to respect that. And they're really like, that's this persona that they've crafted for themselves in a way that men don't feel like they need to or choose not to.
4: Well, yeah, but we, we, men don't need to. And if I'm understanding your argument right, uh-huh. men don't need to call the attention. I'm a true gamer, blah, 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 because sure. nobody would ever question that. Nobody gives a shit if you're a dude and you're just like, I'm a a I'm a I'm a dude gamer. Like, no, <laughs> I'm a it's man fine. Gamer, you know what I mean? But like a girl's it. like, I love games. And they're like, prove it. What do you know about games? Yeah. Yada yada yada. Yeah, that, that stuff all sucks. I, guess I just don't see a lot of that.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean Oh I mean, man, it's all over the place. I know it happens, I
2: just don't see it a lot of It's I would I say mean, it's a very sexist, immature. I, I don't see it a lot community. among like
3: like IGN
0: commenters. Mm, oh man. Really? Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. It's just the whole Anita Sarkeesian thing. Like, yeah. Sure, yeah I know about that's that that I brutal. get that I yeah. get that's like the worst case scenario of that stuff but you know yeah. we we have a problem with just not having any uh female or different protagonists than male white male protagonists in games and like right. it's it's getting boring yeah like, a lot see, of video games are like male power fantasies for sure yeah and it just yeah and then it's just like it's the same it it's the same background and story for characters um yes are everybody should be able to tell their own story but i don't know like i always like it when there's some kind of choice or some kind of strange character background that you explore in a game that it's i I want to play those characters. I want right. I don't want to play a white guy that has a cool job. That's me. Yeah, bald spa- <laughs> a space marine with a shaved head was like every game
2: at when the when last gen launched.
4: Yeah. yeah. Even late into it. But yeah. Sure. I mean that's the thing and that's why I mean like the examples of like Fem shep or whatever stand out so yeah. well or even gone home story, right? Like the reason oh, yeah. those things get talked about over and over again are the fact that these are different experiences, and that's what personally I want out of games. I'm with you, right? That I yeah. want to be put into somebody's shoes that isn't just like, well, he's vanilla so that you can fill in your gaps. i like, no, tell no, me I their story. Like yeah, yeah. It's I like want to a role book.
3: play in something where it's like, whoa, that's, that's a strange life experience that I would never think about or have. Right,
4: right. And, that's, and I want to see that, and I want to see characters treated with that kind of respect like mm-hmm. FemShep would be, you know, versus some character that's clearly just there for TNA. You played as Fem 100%.
3: You did too, Damon?
0: Of course, I did. It's a video game where you can play as a woman. So. Do you
3: always choose ladies? Oh yeah, I do too. Always. I like that. Yeah. I just I prefer if I'm gonna look at a person for a really long time and yeah. that's exactly uh, how I think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well play, lady, I play I play as ladies in every MMO. Yeah. The men are just so stupid looking. Always, it's just, it's <laughs> that's just the worst. The, that's the reason I do
2: it. Is actually in an MMO, like they just look. All the men look terrible, in my opinion. Sure.
3: And if you can design them, I just don't really care that much at that point. Yeah. I usually use default character designs now, too. Is it because you don't What's like... What's happening to me? <laughs> is it because you old. don't like
2: the mustache options on the male yeah. character? They don't have them. Yeah, is, I mean, is that the deal breaker for you, though? Yeah. Sure.
3: When I take a picture of myself with the 3DS to yeah. make a me out of myself, <laughs> it, like, puts a mouth, like, on my forehead. It no
4: mustache software. It has no idea who you are. Yeah. <laughs> it
3: doesn't have mustache software. No, mm. no that's, mustache that, That's idea. what Next
4: Gen will truly bring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eight, Eight years from now. Mustache. <laughs> That's what you want to pick? You hope in video games there are Spoilers. more more mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, I think uh, you know gaming gender equality is very admirable too. I hope for over the next eight years. I think we're are getting we,
4: there, right? I was going to say we're getting we, better. Though. The yeah. fact that we we're talk about it, the fact that there can be female characters that are strong, there can be gay characters, like, it's one of those things, there's always, there's people who are get up in arms about it and crazy and want to be insulting about it, but then as video games have matured with us and we've matured as gamers, I think you see that start to fade away, yeah. right? So there's a few, uh, I, do you think uh, Tomb Raider is a good example or a bad example? I thought it was a good example. Sure. I, I didn't, you know, I think, early on it got caught up in a whole swirl of and so I mean, she, you're going to want to protect her and she's and- going to get raped and people were like ooh and like that's when people freaked out but playing it I thought that she was a strong female character right yeah, like sure. I thought she was realistic looking granted beautiful but that's every person in every movie unless you're Joan Hill or Seth Rogen yeah Sorry, oh, dude. Zinger. <laughs> hey, they're, they're on Team Fat with me.
0: I'm, we're allowed to talk about each other. We've talked about You're no longer part of Team
4: I'm Fat. I'm very of Team Fat.
2: No. We've already. A team Fat is not a number on a scale, it's a frame of mind. Right.
0: So, are you on Team Fat? Yeah, 100% <laughs> I'm on Team Fat. <laughs> I am too. I don't. Anyway, Justin. Get out of here, 29 pounds on the moon. <laughs> 28. 29. Don't try to add pounds to my
2: moon weight. My, <laughs> my moon weight would probably be like way more than 28 pounds. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. what do you want to uh, what do you hope happens to video games for the next eight years?
2: Um, I really like this modern trend in single player games that use the internet and use social features to still help you feel connected to other people. GTA did it with its stock market, so there's no well, there is multiplayer in that game, but the campaign is all single player. You're playing on your own, but the things that other players do can still impact your game world. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 4 is another awesome example of this when it worked, of uh, <laughs> There were these super rare white whales that you would need to get, and if you spotted a white whale, it would put a pin on the people on your PlayStation friends list. Uh, If they were one of your friends, it would put a pin on their map that lasted for you know a certain amount of time, a day or two, and then they could hunt down that white whale. So Um, passive multiplayer, yeah, like these journey
3: and Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Journey is another decent example of that's a little bit more traditional, uh, you know, multiplayer, genuine multiplayer. Dark Souls is another great example of now that these consoles are always connected. Um, I'm not saying I want like other players invading my game world all the yeah. time, but just take advantage of those games being online and pinging the Internet and let you do cool stuff with your friends lists. Um, when I was the mobile guy at IGN, I liked Infinity Blade a lot. And they had these challenges where there'd be a boss that would have millions of hit points, and then every player would go in and like, whittle it down a little bit. Mm. And then thousands of players together would collectively like be able to take down this boss.
1: Gotcha. And you're
2: not playing with other people, but you're all like interacting in sort of a neat, cool way. I'd like to see a mechanic like that taken over to something like Borderlands, where like, you know, once 500,000 people are able to do this thing, it opens up a new area of the map, and then you're all working together, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you're playing on your own, you're still sort of sharing in like, this social experience.
4: Well, that's one of the things with the new Diablo on PS4, right? The fact that if you and I are friends and this monster kills me, it can then jump to your game. It'll level up, jump to your game, and sure. you'll have the chance to kill it, yeah. get extra loot, it'll tell you that you avenged me, and if mm-hmm. it kills you, it jumps to someone on your... It levels up again and goes out. Oh, that's really cool. It. And yeah.
2: I do think like that's the rumors that we're hearing about Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. um, and that is the feature that's in Watch Dogs, is... Uh, uh, you know, and I haven't played Watchdogs yet, so I don't know if I'm gonna like it or dislike it. But the fact that people can, you know, be messing with your game world in their game world, I think stuff like that's super rad and awesome. Yeah. And uh I, I think there's a lot of interesting game design space to explore there. Just if you know that one hundred percent of the people that play your game are gonna be connected to the internet. Like do neat stuff with that, even if it's just a single player game. Even if it's something as simple as putting a dot on a map.
0: So I agree with you. But why like why do you what do you think that appeals to you more than just a, a multiplayer game where everyone's in the city with you? Uh,
2: well, I mean, sometimes I just don't want or don't like traditional multiplayer. Like, I wouldn't want... I did didn't—I I liked playing Assassin's Creed 4 on my own, but I like still getting to interact, you know, in a few light ways with my friends. Um, I just like that feeling. I like collaborating and cooperating with mm-hmm. people, um, even if it's not like straight-up co-op where I need to grab one of you guys and force you to play at the same time as me. Sure. Um, and I also think it's just neat because it's kind of new. Like, it's just not a lot of games are doing that. Yeah, they're kind that. of like, just
0: starting to do that sort of thing.
2: Like, I like... The video games that I like most are the ones that show me something I've never seen or done before. And I feel like that's a space where, like, a watchdogs ish type multiplayer experience can be... There's a lot farther we can iterate on that and a lot farther game designers can go, in my opinion.
0: Nice. Cool.
3: Samuel. Um, we were talking about this earlier a little bit, Damon. Uh, I would really, really like to see uh, tools improved for anybody to be able to make video games. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And um, I think the important thing about uh, making records or making movies is that anybody can do it and that greatly improved records and movies when that happened. You know, indie films changed the way, you know, you don't have to put money behind a film, you make a much cooler, more interesting film that influences a bunch of other people. Same thing with music. I hate top 40 music. I love little tiny bands putting out records still. It's like my favorite thing. Um, Anybody can do it. Anybody can sit down and put out a 45. It's like the easiest thing to do. and I love I love DIY culture, and I think uh, right now DIY game development is is really cool. Except it takes coding, and I think coding needs to come out of gaming. And mm-hmm. I think p- the people that are coding games are going to be good at coding, and they might also be really good at making games. But usually you need one of both people, and that's not good enough. People need to be able to make games on their own. And um, I encourage everybody to learn how to code and make a game. <laughs> that's but, what but it's a it's big,
0: really, really difficult. It's a big push these days. For everyone to learn to code, stuff yeah. like Code Academy, right? For sure. Very, it's, it's highly encouraged. It's yeah. considered a very valuable skill to have today. Yeah. So my futuristic
3: solution to this is is comes from AI and being able to describe to a computer exactly the behaviors mm. and uh, outcomes you want from things. Sure. So you say, I want to start with a game like Super Mario Brothers and change it. Um, I think that's where the tool sets are going to be, pr- maybe in eight years, but probably probably after that. But who knows? Things move really fast. Um, what's Siri going to be like in eight years? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it could be good enough to start making games? I
2: mean, it'll probably be, I think it being, you know, Siri-esque is a sci-fi pipe dream, but I think if it'll be the equivalent of being really good at like Excel, you know, or like something like that. Like you don't specifically need to know how to code, but if you learn this set of tools and learn how to use RPG Maker, like, you're not actually writing Lines of Kobe. You can do awesome stuff in it. To the Moon was made in RPG Maker, one of the, you know, sort of mm-hmm. game maker programs, and that's an award-winning game just right. on the strength of its soft, you know, that's writing. So When I
3: play NES Remix, I want to make those yeah, NES Remix mini-games. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that tool set... Actually, WarioWare DIY had stuff kind of to like make that. make your own mini But games, yeah. it's still... It's, it doesn't... Everything has assets and everything has things that people have already created mm-hmm. and I need to be able to go from scratch because that's what, that's what art is. You know, I And mean, the people that get to do that and know, that know how to code, I'm jealous of them. It's like the people that you knew growing up that are really good at illustrating. Like I can draw a little bit, but when people can like actually illustrate, it's an amazing innate talent. So you mean and, like a, a next level
4: little big planet kind yeah, of, Yeah, right? but then
3: anybody can make, make a painting or draw a painting. So you don't need to be a great illustrator. So you don't need to be a great coder. Yeah. You just need to have the ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And I want people to be able to do that.
2: That's you know? actually a, a great point. Um, this is a really good, I'm glad you brought it up because it's not something I'd ever really thought about before but like anybody can step in front of a camera and it'll be terrible, it'll be awful but you can step in front of a camera and speak Mm -hmm. you know and make a little film or you know beat a drum and make music it might not be terrible, it might be great Well, it might be great but I'm just saying like if you don't have any experience with it that's not necessarily stopping you from at least trying but it Mm -hmm. does stop you from being a game like if you don't have that experience there's like kind of literally know where you can start. Hmm. There's these apps you can download. There is stuff like a... But it's uh, like saying, oh, you want to
3: make movies? Well, go to school for it. Like, nobody... That's (laughs) completely ridiculous. if we are making a record. I mean, I do want to say, like, there is
2: RPG Maker. There are programs you can download and buy that don't require code that even come with free tile sets and stuff like that. Like, you can make a role-playing game now without needing to know how to code or a tower defense game, but we're not... I think, yeah, I'm with you. I'd be super excited to see those tools in another eight years become... Become more like you know Microsoft Word
0: and less like some crazy intimidating yeah. thing. Do you guys remember that game Fighter Maker? It was for PS One. Uh, I remember. Fi- yeah, I remember that game. It yeah. let you make your, like your own stupid like, like, design games. your own fighters. It's one on one fighting game like Street Fighter, yeah. and then you could create all their moves and the animation and everything. So my friends and I, we like, got this game, we were really excited because we loved Rival School, so we were like, okay, we're going to make our own fighter, we're going to make our own characters and design their moves, but then we found out that like, to save just one character, it took up like an entire memory card oh. for this one. <laughs> wow. so it, was, it was like basically useless. Hmm. Um, there was a game where you could put in your music CDs and they would there make... It was Monster Rancher. Yeah.
3: yeah. Anyway. But NES Remix really got me thinking about that because each bite-sized game in that is something where, where Nintendo just messed with a ROM. Yeah. You know, like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the guy that made the game. We, we interviewed him. i forget his name right now. But uh, he, uh, he said he was just doing that at his desk between other functions. And I was that's like, really I cool. want to do that at my desk. You know? I mean, that sounds awesome.
0: My pick for what I hope happens to video games over the next eight years is actually similar to what our friend Michael Baker chose on his Michael email. Michael Baker. He says, I would like to see game systems adapt a universal game media. Sony and Microsoft yeah. can make their own consoles, but one universal disk that will work in all of them. The UMD, some would call it. Yeah, Universal (laughs) Media. The one console future has been a dream.
3: Long been the dream.
0: That's my. That's my pick. You would rather have a like a Blu-ray, media, but only for games. I hope Steambox actually catches on. Um, So we just have. Video games are unique in media, like that you need this proprietary console to play this. Like any Blu-ray player will play any Blu-ray. Any music device will play any, you know, any of your MP3s will stream any, any service. Like, why do you need this specific console to play these specific games? It seems kind of old and outdated to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Do uh, you
0: want that more than Awesome VR? Nobody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chose that, I just wanted to throw that no, out. You did talk about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I do want that more than Awesome VR. Although okay. VR sounds really exciting, yeah. too. Um, like, just, I don't know, I think that would be good for developers and for gamers. Like, think how awesome Steam is. You know, like Steam, yeah. any, everybody has a PC or a Mac. Everybody can play games on Steam, everybody. But only people that have you know, a PlayStation 4 can play Infamous Second Son. Think about talented developers like Naughty Dog. Their games are very successful, but they're still limited to only people that own sure. a, a PlayStation device. You know, if they made a game for a Steambox, like anybody, anybody in the world could play this game now. But anybody could steal it, and anybody, I mean,
3: there, and, and there'd be one marketplace, presumably. I mean, the, the, the problem with this well, is, the, is I mean, coming back to the shovelware thing. It's like, how do you cut through the crap and except, find out that
0: Infamous is worth playing? Except I, these you, open yeah. platforms haven't ruined music or movies. They're, it's fine. I think they have. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> sure. No, you are just <laughs> talking about sure, how, Why not? I don't care.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You love no, I mean, you love 45s, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't like any record player will play 45s. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, no, I I agree with the the, the idea. Yeah. I, I just don't like, want. I don't like want music it to all be on Steam. It'd be like, well, it sure. doesn't have to be Steam. It could be anything. Like, you, no, no, but I don't, like want, I don't want
3: Nintendo games to even be on Steam because I want there to be somebody that says like, this is really only worth playing if you you know if you did this and this and this and made it this high of quality. So this is well, a, wouldn't that be systems. Nintendo though? I mean, Nintendo would only be publishing good stuff like that. I'm just I'm just happy that people are like. Driven to make blockbuster games still because I do like those a lot. I I, I think that might ha- undercut
0: that. I don't know.
2: I agree with you. I mean, I think one console would be. It's just it's
0: one of it the things be beneficial for it, gamers and developers.
2: It's one of the things that holds video games back in some ways. You do run into kind of a problem. You know, using Nintendo as an example, they match their software and their hardware up so closely. You know, with things like uh, I don't know, like a lot of the DS Touch games was sort of the start of that mm-hmm. and. uh or like the reason that the GameCube had a Z button—you can go all the way back to that—or the Wii remote, like they. So you lose, you lose some of that if you're stuck with sort of standardized hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, you also lose. You have to be super careful of like that sense of competition. Um, I, you know, you don't really want one marketplace. You want people competing with each other,
3: yeah. definitely.
2: Um, but.
0: Blu-ray manufacturers do compete with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so it sure. doesn't eliminate competition.
3: Or Yeah, and it's not really them. It's the studios, right? So then, yeah. That's, yeah, if studios are still competing, I can see that working out. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it'd definitely be convenient. Greg, you haven't weighed in
0: on my... I idea. also like boxes and manuals, I mean, though. So
4: I'm fine with it, how it's spread out right now. It's because, it's you're, fine, a, because
0: you're a PlayStation fan. You're, just, you're happy playing PlayStation games.
4: Oh, I've been playing <laughs> is Nintendo lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true, actually. Sorry. Um, all right. Have we covered covered this topic? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
4: Topic covered. Michael Baker.
0: (laughs) Then that means now is the time on GameScoop when we talk about the games for gaming.
4: Yeah, it needs a little thing. Oh, you're doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, It was
4: just a Tonight Show ripoff, so we can't really use that. Danny Carson, bleep it all out.
0: <laughs> I started playing Shadowlight this week. Mm. Yeah, Justin started playing Shadowlight. Yeah, either of you guys? I downloaded it. Yeah, I downloaded it as well. I'm playing on Get Wii U. Right. That's is that going to be? Is that going to matter? No. Well, I don't think so.
3: I, think well, I just fine. was worried because everybody in the office seemed to be like, I'm playing on Xbox One or PS4. What? Well, it's because
4: we want to justify why we spent thousand okay. dollars <laughs> on these giant <laughs> machines. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's like a. 2D painted looking game. It's yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. I think it looks the same on every
0: platform. I'm playing it on 360.
3: And you like it? Yeah. Okay. I love it. a lot. I talked to some people on the tubes that uh, thought it was like a little mediocre. Oh really? I'm a little worried about it right now. Oh man, I like it it a lot so far. I'm a
0: few hours into it and liking it a lot. Cool. So far. I'm looking forward to it. It is a
2: little. I mean, I would say it's a little on the easy side. Um, Yeah.
0: At least the the first few hours are. Yeah. So you jump around and then you have turn-based combat.
2: Yeah, when, yeah, it's like you,
0: when you encounter an enemy, it f- goes to the ter-
2: you know battle scheme. Yeah. You have a world to explore, and then the combat is turn-based, or t- pseudo-turn-based. It's more like Grandia, if anybody ever played that. I um, played Grandia. <laughs> It's awesome. It's super great, super gorgeous. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about Child of Light awesome. at this time. Except it might be, I'm a little worried about it being too easy. Um, I pumped, I don't ever play games on hard, but I pumped South Park up to hard just because it was like mindless on really? a difficulty other than that. And hard was not hard. Hard was like the right difficulty
0: for someone that's played video games. Child of Light may or may not be that. Um, I'll report back. <laughs> yeah, you, you encounter a friend that joins your party early on. Yeah. And for the first couple hours, one of them was leveling up pretty much every battle. So Interesting. you're increasing mm. very quickly. Um, yeah, the game is awesome. As you can see, it's, it's beautiful. Check it
4: out. Greg, what are you playing? I am 50 hours into Mario Golf <laughs> World um, Tour. Uh, I'm just getting started seeing as how Friday gets out to everybody. So I can... Oh, we, me and Mitch filmed a video today announcing the IGN Invitational. Where every fan is welcome to come Mm. be a part of it. That'd be fun. Get in in on it, play some golf with us. Then last night I went home, downloaded Child of Light, and then played Spider Man 2 instead. (laughs) How is was that? It's not that great. Yeah. I mean, it's more Spider Man. The last Spider Man 2 was really good. Yeah, I know. That's what sucks, right? How (laughs) good that PS2 version was. (laughs) It's it's the same as The Amazing Spider Man the last time around, which is, you know, a fine game and collecting comics and swinging, but it's all forgettable in the
2: long run. I thought The Amazing Spider Man 1 was bad. I didn't like it. It's, and
4: I've heard two is worse than that. But What I was the one
3: with like five different Spider-Man? And it was all strange. Oh, oh you're yeah. thinking of. Well, oh, there was the Shattered one.
4: Dimensions, yeah. and then there was yeah. Edge of Time. Shattered Dimensions was good.
3: I played Shattered Dimensions. Edge of yeah. Time it was had not like good. noir Spider-Man and stuff? So yeah, it. yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. It was cool I haven't played a, a Spidey game since then. I was thinking about trying this one out, but.
0: No, this is.
4: Okay. You won't, I mean, I yeah, turned it on, and it was like,
0: ooh, okay. Yeah, Mario Kart. Or I'm sorry, Mario Golf is awesome. Yeah. I've been playing a lot. You've been playing a lot, too, yeah. We have to sit down and play. Yeah. The only. The only, I don't know if it's a gripe, if I'd even call it that, the the progression system is a little unclear. Uh, the, I mean, the biggest problem with the game is that it's super murky on a lot of things. Like, I mean, the menu layout is kind of exactly. weird. Like where, I don't know, like, where do I start? How do I start unlocking stuff? Yep. You just sort of, like, wander around and start. It's like, I, you, you wander onto a course and be like, well, I guess I'll try this. Yeah. That was the thing, is, like, I was playing it, and I
4: for the first few days I was playing it, I was like, I'm telling people, this is fun, but it's like, there's only three courses in the game? And then they <laughs> sent me a B-roll list for, when they were coming on Up at Noon. And I was like, what the hell? So they got here. I'm like, how did you unlock these? And they're like, oh, well, leave Castle Club, which is, like, this awesome, you're walking around as you're me, playing, buying, yeah. car- and, like, and go into this, now go into this, now go into yeah. this. It's like, how the hell would you ever know? <laughs> really? And That's to- And Toad pops up with dumb tips all the time, and he <laughs> never tells you how to go do any of this <laughs> That's stuff. That's, like,
3: normally the one thing
4: Nintendo is always so good about.
3: Right. So yeah, yeah. there's no menu. It's like, a, it's, like, you walk around the menu. That's and one then- option in the menu. Yeah. From the
2: main screen, you either go into solo, the solo play or
4: whatever, or whatever, or you go in or you, a, a, go, a quick round of golf, or you go into yeah. Castle Club. A quick Castle round of Club.
0: golf just sounds like the, yeah. the time waster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's that's like everything. That's where, everything, like, yeah. That's yeah. where there's that's really all these
4: challenge. To- there's 90 challenge tokens that are star coins. Then you yeah. you beat all of those, which I did, and I was like, I did it finally. And then it's like now go get 90 of the moon oh! coins, and I'm like.
3: Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. There's uh, too much I'm, content. That's very contemporary Super Mario Brothers to have yeah. like that yeah. many things I'm to do. I'm so excited about Mario Golf. Yeah, it's it's like the right so game good. It is the really right game. time. Yeah. Yeah. Despite
2: those.
3: <laughs> those gripes, yeah. They really nailed it then because the last sports game was Mario Tennis and yeah, you know, it was that, mm. garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm so glad they have good boring. Mario
0: sports games again. There was the, Mario, the golf or the uh, soccer game, Strikers. Yeah, that Strikers was cool. was awesome. There was a sequel that I never played though. There's
3: actually a collection on Wii called like the Mario Sports Collection and it was just like they just put it out and it got really quiet afterwards. And we're like, what happened with that? It was like baseball and two other games. And that yeah. you remember
2: that? No, well, yeah, like I remember baseball. The wow, the home. Run, it had home run derby in it. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah.
0: This anyway, forgettable. Justin, you're still playing Elder Scrolls Online.
2: Yeah, every night I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online. I'm really bummed out that the sentiment. I, I'm. If people don't like a game, fine. But I feel like they are not liking that game having not played it you know they're reading people's reviews and they're wanting to not like it because it's 60 dollars the subscription and so now these these negative reviews are reinforcing negative feelings they already have oh, yeah. and they've made up their mind about something that they never actually checked out and played and that bums me out that's, because but that's
0: that's not anything new
2: but still Yeah, I know, but it's especially, like, if someone doesn't buy, you know, whatever video game, it's like, oh, that sucks, that game didn't sell, but an MMO, that can kill an MMO, if people don't give it a shot, like, if, like, the bad momentum boulder gets rolling down the hill, there's, like, almost no coming back from that, like, it snowballs, and, like, you know, people will leave the game, or people that were on the fence will not try the game, and then they don't get the subscriber money that they need, and then an MMO can be in trouble really quick, and I like Elder Scrolls a lot, and so it does bum me out that I don't feel like people are giving it a fair chance, um, I hope it hits consoles, and I hope when it hits consoles, that it does fix the problems that I do have with the game and that console gamers have a positive
4: experience. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we can, can we go adventure together? Yeah, you'll have to show yeah. me everything. Yeah. We made that pack on this show to play it. I had started it on a PC, yeah. enjoyed myself fine, but got distracted and I knew I'd really commit to the trophies. I enjoy just exploring the world, collecting
3: sky Have you seen trophies yet? For this? Yeah. For
4: no, it. I don't think there's a trophy yeah. list out yet. It doesn't come Correct. out until June.
3: On PlayStation 4. The wiki editor, Sam Clayboy. I'm looking that? forward to it. Well, he would know trophies more than I would know wikis. Huh. True. Sam, what have you been playing? Uh, so I reviewed NES Remix 2, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, I liked. I gave it a good score. I thought the uh, the challenges weren't as interesting as before, but the game selection is a lot better. It's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. And that's because like I feel like seven punch-out challenges yeah. uh, that it's only go enough. through half the people like, yeah. wasn't wasn't that great. And, yeah. I, and And I knew the games... So well, I, I like I I know I could re I could make Mario three from scratch <laughs> like just, I know just from that, your brain yeah and so like presenting me with challenges in that game and yeah. Super Mario two actually most of these games yeah. all except the awful Wario Woods I don't care about the Wario Woods apologists out there game stinks <laughs> of it. so bad it's so stupid and bad you, like the, it's like a it's like a they give you like platformer controls that don't work and you have to use that to move around puzzle pieces. It's so stupid. Anyway, the rest of the games are all great, and I just know them really well, and like, uh, it, it wasn't very challenging, um, but it's super cool when they tweak them, and they do that remix stuff, and they just yeah. mess with them. And oh, Look at them using Samus to clear yeah. Mario yeah. blocks. Yeah, I mean, is there anything <laughs> <cool or laughs> As soon as you oh, say can't. it, Aransky ends it. And I just want to play that, more <laughs> of yeah. that. And I want really hard, a big reel of Punch-Out! Like, just Punch-Out! remix yeah, I know. at this point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. I was so disappointed to find out Punch-Out! is... I guess I almost call it my favorite NES game, and
3: I don't know if I would go that far, but it's
2: way up there. Punch-Out's so good. And only seven challenges for that game?
3: Yeah. Why? The emulation looks so good. Really? The NES Remix, yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. Everything about it's beautiful. And then you go and you play virtual console games that are yeah. the same games, and they look like absolute garbage. <laughs> they they didn't get emulation right. On 3DS, looks pretty good.
2: Though. I, I think these games, I, I'm kind of torn between them getting out a sequel so quickly, like, NES Remix is this awesome. I hope NES Remix is new Nintendo. I hope this is what Nintendo yeah. is now. It's like, hey, we have this cool thing. It's 10 bucks. It's out right
3: now. $15, this, yeah. Yes, leave, 15 Leave them wanting more is totally yeah. fine with me. The too. sequel,
2: out in six months. Boom, here it is. But, like, the downside is then you get a sequel, and they kind of took their best games and squandered them with kind of so-so remixes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, take your time and do it right, but do more of this awesome stuff.
3: Yeah. Still, I recommend playing it, you know? Sure. And, like, it comes out in a collection in Japan on
0: disc, and yeah. it's oh, so cool. The two of them are on disc together in I Japan. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome.
3: But I'll just wait till like, there's six of them out and get them on that disc. Yeah, I hope there's
0: more. Still yeah. want Super Nintendo Remix, SNES Remix. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm, That's got to coming.
3: it would be so... And they will never do... Oh, my man, I'll never... I, yeah, fingers crossed, but never do, like, something as crazy as N64 Remix, but, like, I mean, I can just see <sighs> doing Mario 64 challenges... Very yeah. cool. Just, like... The weird stuff, because that's what's great about these games, is that they challenge you to do things that you did as a kid. Like, try to get all the coins in that ship level that only has coins in Mario 3. Try to get them all. You don't have to. There's nothing in the game telling you to. It's just a challenge you gave yourself. It really taps into that that feeling of, like, making your own fun in a video
1: Mm
2: -hmm. game besides just beating a level.
3: Yeah, so, like, think about Ocarina of Time or or Mario 64. It'd be really fun if they just dropped you in and be like, do this crazy thing. Like, get from Death Mountain to the lake. In under you know a minute and thirty yeah. seconds or whatever you know. See that's, that's what I
4: love in Mario Golf is when you go and you do the challenges and it's the same course you've had but yeah. it's like get these coins, get the ball through these rings, get you know this get, get, complete three uh, holes in a minute and a half. Like it's taking what they've already built and then just making you look at it different.
3: In, awesome. in ideal situations, that's what trophies and achievements do. Yep, yep. And the I think people ones. that are detractors of those things and don't understand them don't realize that that at, I think they used to be a little bit more creative in how they do these things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times now it's like unlock the level like you know beat, beat these bosses yeah. but like if you really think about them that's what challenge challenging right. achievements are like yeah
0: like, too true. often it's just you discern just them naturally as you finish play the, the game chapter, normally you finish the chapter you finish yeah. the chapter
3: I wrote an
2: article about how nostalgia is underrated or written off all the time but it's like a totally like nostalgia makes people feel good you hear the music and you see the graphics and then it takes you back to like an earlier time and like so in some ways that's like kind of not fair to modern games because they're at a disadvantage compared to like <laughs> Zelda. You hear the Zelda music and right, you're, right, right. you're immediately predisposed to like it. But I think like if it makes you happy, like who cares where that happy feeling comes from? And like NES Remix in my opinion is an example of
0: nostalgia. Absolutely done like the right way. Like put a yeah. new
2: spin on this old thing and it's awesome.
0: Last week one of our audience members asked us what games we felt nostalgic about from our childhood. Yeah. And Brian Altano said Super Mario Brothers is one of the games. And then on YouTube someone commented Super Mario Brothers cannot be nostalgic. People talk about it all the time on the internet. And someone replied, I don't think you know what nostalgic <laughs> it is. It's pretty good. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at ign.com. Just like John Pra did. That's yeah, a made-up name. Pra?
4: He's a prawn. He's a shrimp. No, Pra. Pra. That's even worse.
0: Pra. I bet his shucks. real name is
4: Paw. <laughs> How would he get the nickname Pra? He's, he he's, people made fun of him for calling it for being a paw.
0: So he put an R in there. Mm. That's sticking the R. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> he says uh, during your episode 300 special, there was a question about things newer generations of gamers will never appreciate. I just wanted to share that for years. I have missed the momentous occasion to swap discs. Once Blu-ray (laughs) discs missed the entire game could be on one disc, I immediately missed the sense of accomplishment of being Mm. prompted to insert disc two. As a kid, my friends and I would brag about which disc of a certain game we were on. My question is, do you think game developers have done a good job building in new rewards for players now that certain technical limitations have been lifted?
4: That's an interesting one. I've never missed yeah. the disc squat. But, but when he, he says put it, when he way. puts it that way, you're like, I do remember that being a big deal when Metal Gear was like put in disc two, and I'm like, oh, it's happening finally. Well, yeah. It's or usually when, at a big when, mid-game like
2: climax. Yeah. Like if they're smart, they would, you know, a game like L.A. Noir didn't do that actually. Like it's just kind of like, oh, okay, you're on the second disc. But like the Final Fantasy games, you'd beat some big boss, and there'd be some big reveal,
0: and it's like next disc. This game, Fear Effect, was on four discs on the PlayStation One. Yeah, we have a couple others. There was a uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. I think eight and nine were both four disks. Seven discs. eight and nine. Mass effect two. Um, how <laughs> many discs was that? It was on just two, right?
3: Just, I mean, was it yeah. three? Was it was, a three that was it, on it two, was, two discs? I am trying I'm not trying to confuse you guys. One of them is on multiple discs. I was gonna discs. say it was, and was and I think on it's two, two and three
0: on three sixty are both on multiple disks. It was and, still happening last generation. Yeah. Or, yeah. Blue it, Dragon, it, the Xbox 360 RPG, was three discs. And, and
3: whichever Mass Effect I'm talking about, I think it was three, actually, because uh, you put in one disc and then you put in the other for most of the game, and then for the ending, you put yeah, in the first yeah, disc yeah. again.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so good stuff.
2: I don't, my problem with that is, uh, especially in RPGs where this was most common, is it would sometimes kind of ruin the drama because mm. they it would you would know you weren't near the end of the game. Like, you're seeing dramatic stuff happening. You think, could this be the final boss fight? I don't know. It's like, I don't know what's going on. This is this big climactic moment. Well, you're on disc two of four, so you know that <laughs> you know that like you know you still have another however many hours in front of you. Yeah,
3: that's true. Well, a floppy disc, you would install them all first. Yeah, yeah sure. And then you'd have like twelve of them instead of a CD-ROM. Yeah, I just
2: had, Put them in over and over. six Doom three and a half inch floppies. Yeah, it's so funny. I remember that Karma San Diego. Yeah, I had that one too.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that different uh, in terms of the art, the story arc, you know, or like, uh, in terms of like rewarding players and. Feeling like you've hit certain milestones in games. Like, that was there in the old games. They, you just had to switch discs at certain points. Now it's still there. You're just not switching discs, right? Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, that makes sense. So.
0: Story pacing. Yeah. I think we're okay on that. John, John Pera. Paul. Oh, I know he's a real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh This is... Salem Kazi.
2: Yeah. That's Nailed cool it. Knocked
0: it out of the park. Home run. <sighs> Have you ever put off playing a game... That just never got, or just never got into one because one a-hole of a friend spoiled mm. it for you. For me, it was the Assassin's Creed series. My friends would come discuss the endings just of each game over before email. I could even play it. Because of this, show. <laughs> because of this, I only started playing the games after Assassin's Creed 3 had come out. Man, you know that Assassin's Creed storyline. <laughs> so memorable yeah, and I, cutting edge. The reason to play
2: the game but, uh, is He killed it. who? <laughs> <laughs> everyone.
1: He killed
0: everyone. <laughs> i play Assassin's Creed to climb up buildings and then jump on top of people right. and murder them. Collect yeah. crap. <laughs> I don't really... Yeah, the story is not really Oh, so he's who's grandfather? Whatever. Cool. Yeah. But other games, like The Last of Us is a great story, right? Sure, Last of Us was the one that they put
4: out the demo and then they pulled all the cutscenes from it and people were like in the comments of IGN articles shouting out the ending and I remember reading it which oh, God. Turned, it turned out to yeah. be fake. It was what they were pulling from, but nobody knew at the time. So I, but I didn't want to know anything. I read it in like some other article, saw it and I was like, ah and then I played the game and immediately forgot about it. And then when it was ramping up to the end I was like, oh yeah, is that gonna happen? And then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay. Like it didn't it didn't ruin the experience for me. It was like I put in the last was like,
3: well, I don't know how this I'm piece so of garbage sick of ends. The, uh, the the spoiler army I just don't care. Like you can be a responsible person and not get spoiled most of the time. Yeah. And if it means that much to you, then like change change your ways. Don't go on message boards. Don't read comments. Okay. So
0: you you don't we don't most major media companies.
3: No. Yeah. Like we we talk about this all. The time we are so careful with spoilers, and people are always like, "Oh, you are not being careful enough with your spoilers." Like, yes, we are. We thought about this deliberately, and we're really careful about You're it. You're right. All it the has time.
0: become an alarmist thing that it's, people have an easier reaction to before they even understand. Yeah, there's a uh, an X Men advertisement, an X Men clip during the credits of Spider Man. Yeah, it's not like a link between the two movies. It's just a clip advertising the X Men movie during the common during the credits for Spider Man. Yeah, I did a news story on that, mm. and someone was like, "Thanks for the spoiler." Yeah, it was like. How is it no. a spoiler that there's an X Men ad at the end of Spider Man? He's like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't, I didn't watch the video." I
3: mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. can you guys
0: think of times recently
3: when like something was really spoiled for you besides that Game of Thrones spoiler? Yeah, like, it just doesn't happen that much. No, I man, I was just going to say rare. the nature of our job. I was going to say the opposite. We should be spoiled all the time. Yeah, the nature of our work means that things
2: do get spoiled for I've had all I had Last of Us spoiled for well, me before I played editor. that. You're features editor. I think
3: it's different for you.
2: I mean, I think it's different for anybody at IGN. Like, I had Mass Effect spoiled for me before I played that. It happens a lot,
4: but that's just. I don't know, like, okay. I mean, games are more more than the final three minutes. You know what I mean? More than this character twist. It's playing and getting attached and learning this. So I'm
2: surprised it doesn't happen more with Game of Thrones. Doesn't mm. that, doesn't that surprise it's, anybody? It's every else? day,
4: but I mean, like, it seems like every Monday it's ruined for somebody.
2: No, but that's that's yeah. that's no. I'm not talking about the books have been out years before it showed uh, oh, on I the TV it. show, and so why? How do people that only watch the show manage to avoid or Why aren't there more jerks out there spoiling? Like people
3: are spoiling Harry Potter and stuff. Jerks like that. aren't
4: very literate, so they're not really <laughs> out there trying to read it.
3: I just don't understand where, where all, any of this came from because when I was a kid, we would talk about the ending of something first. Yeah, and like there just wasn't this. This is just not. When I was talking with friends, I would know when when what they had seen and what they had, and I would. Deal with that, like I guess it's just the internet that changed things. But like, sure. I don't know. I never talked about spoilers ever until like two thousand five. The can, problem is,
2: cares. The problem is, nine hundred ninety nine thousand people can be nice, and but then one jerk can ruin it for
3: yeah. everyone else. Yeah. It sure. only takes that one. Guy. So it's only an internet phenomenon, but yeah. which makes it all more weird. When like in real life, when we're all dealing with each other and jobs and stuff, people are like, ah, I don't want to hear about it. It's like.
4: It's just, okay. for me, it's We're always the thing of, like, company. not being... Like, you're saying it's, like, the spoilerees job to be on the ball about not getting spoiled, right? And, like, the yeah. d- the day that Game of Thrones was ruined for me, right, was ruined by an email at the end of the day from a random PR company that sent us a giant blast email that had nothing I to do it with, with it. I yeah, in PR Yeah, and the, in the, in the message line ruined the Game of Thrones from the night before. But that morning, Darren walked in talking to somebody about Game of Thrones, and I turned on and said, hold on, guys, I haven't seen it yet. And I put on headphones
0: yeah, and
3: yeah,
4: I went. Yeah, that's you know
0: all I mean? Sometimes, on uh, Monday mornings, I have to wear headphones. Yeah, and there was, like, there
4: was an up at noon where I...
3: You took the initiative and saying like I'm going to rescind myself instead of shouting at the whole office not to stop. it. that's the thing that the internet needs to understand is that you can go blackout, media blackout on whatever you want. I feel and I just, but I mean, especially on IGN because we're careful in reviews and stuff to not spoil. Sure, but I
4: mean like, and there's people in comments who are being jerks. But then an example for me was when I had Courtney Draper on up at noon for the first time to talk about Bioshock and she's Elizabeth, if you don't know who she is, off the top of your head. Oh! uh, Spoilers! (laughs) But in our interview, which is about Bioshock, which if I was someone on the other side, I'd already be tentative about watching that interview, right, if I haven't played Bioshock. Exactly. But in the interview, I'm like, and it gets kind of awkward when, spoiler alert, and then I ask the question, and so many people are like, you didn't give us enough time, blah, 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 and I'm like, All right. Well, what do you? I don't know how to do that. You know what I mean? Like I did my best. Yeah. What do you
0: do? Do you say spoiler alert and you just sit there for (laughs) twenty seconds? Yeah.
4: I mean, for me, because I'm thinking on the other side, right? Where if I was at my computer working, they're like spoiler alert. I'd be like, you know what I mean? Or "Eh," like you know, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) you you black it out. Greg just sitting at his desk.
3: (laughs) 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 Anyway, a little bit of responsibility on the spoileries part would be something I'd appreciate. Sure. And I will not spoil anything for you, I promise.
0: One more, uh, one more email today it comes from Jason Borman. And his name is spelled really cool. J-A-Y-S-O-N. Borman has two N's. That sounds like a, like an action hero, yeah. right? Well, Jason like, Borman. It's almost Jason Bourne. When Jason yeah. Bourne can to get the job done, they <laughs> said Jason Borman. Uh, and this, twice the end of Jason, Jason Bourne. This email was sent from his Galaxy Note 10.1. <laughs> Good. Good. My question is, do you prefer a talking or silent protagonist in First Person Shooters. I prefer silent due to the fact I can, feel, I can project my emotions onto the, the uh, character easier. It yeah. feels more like I'm looking through my own eyes. When the protagonist talks I get a slight disconnect because it brings me back to the reality that I'm playing a game. And my emotions don't always match up with the protagonist. Your right. thoughts would be awesome. I like him to speak. Yeah, I liked I liked when we made that jump
4: because I remember for sure. years and years and years we had silent and like why are you t- quiet like <laughs> you're saying nothing people are exploding in front of you so Bioshock more than Half Life which you've already
0: said you're not a big Half Life right.
2: fan yeah, yeah. but Half Life I uh, Half Life Two is one of my favorite games of all time but that's part of what makes it feel a little bit old is like Alex has these entire one sided one way conversations mm-hmm. with Gordon. And then people make jokes about it about how he's this weird mute
3: and like it's just strange. It feels and those strange. Those jokes now. are old now because they're in lots of other games too. You know, so yeah. it's hard
0: to even do that anymore. Yeah, it's th- almost
3: like a, a little like uh, an aesthetic decision that like is outdated mm-hmm. now. Uh,
0: has there even been a recent first person shooter where the protagonist well, is like Portal. <laughs>
3: Well,
2: so you're a character. Yeah. You're a character in Call of Duty, but you're not vocal in the same way that you, the, like Booker, is. Sure. You know, like yeah. so. That's that's kind of an example. It's yeah. mainly focused on the external story
0: rather than. Portal is another good example. Like I don't. I guess I don't feel like something's lacking in Portal. I will say Metroid was better when Samus didn't talk. Sure. So, yeah. that's a good point. Uh. I, wonder,
4: I wondered if they remembered me, and I remembered them. Maybe.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like, uh, do you want Link to talk? in Zelda yeah I do you do it's it's time man I don't it's time It's time. For we've, wait, to talk. we've waited too long you know, that's, now he talks, it's weird. gonna be
4: super weird he talks
3: all the time he's just like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather yeah maybe play a Zelda and she could talk and that'd be really cool yeah sure
2: yeah it it has been it's almost become like so if we've waited so long that it would be awkward now like you can't like Gordon can't talk Link can't talk but I do think it would be better other characters don't even talk in
3: Zelda still. yeah yeah
2: that's true nobody talks in Zelda I think it's Zelda. fine
3: oh, I, I, I like it I, I like it in that, that game, came. but it's just that's, that's, a, that's that game's choice and style. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, it's a weird, you know, if you don't want a character to talk or whatever, that's fine. But the, what was his name? Jason? Jason, um, Jason Bourne. I did think it was Bourbon. a little strange that he says when they talk, it takes him out of the game, and then he can't, like, project himself onto it. And and like, I
0: never oh, feel that connected to a game. I just I like to think of him going, whoa, oh, I'm playing, I'm playing a game. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like a 1994 Genesis commercial. Yeah. Like, Get it's soft, so dude. real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost,
2: I mean, isn't it more realistic that you know, there's two people like Booker and Elizabeth running through this adventure together? You know, and they're both people with motivations yeah. and you know, character yeah. traits. compared back to us wanting to plays and and
4: stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, like, well, if he's not talking, I want to talk. I want to respond. Yeah. And let alone the fact that I, I feel like when uh, we're playing uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, good old BJ Blazkowicz there <laughs> is talking about Nazi scum. That gets me amped up to go kill more Nazis and stuff. Is that coming out soon? Yeah, because
0: the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I want to play it Yeah, May 20th, I think. I'm ready for it. There's only one
3: game where you get to play yourself and it's the Xbox One interface and it's terrible.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Viewers and listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you so much for tuning in for the show, whether or not you listen to the podcast or watch the video on IGN or YouTube. Follow us on Twitter for Daily Game Scoops. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Damon. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out.